Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Start your engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg, and I tell you what, whatever you have to do outside today, you got a good day for it. Morning, Greg. Good morning. How you doing? Well, doing pr- pretty good, matter of fact. The sun's shining, but it is hot. And, oh, it's uh, going to be hot. We went and had lunch and met some interesting people. But, uh, yeah, everything, I can't complain, I'm here. How you doing, uh, Alan? Doing good. Getting ready to go to Gaffney tonight. Did you go last week? Uh, went to TR on Friday night. That's right. You yep. went to TR on Friday night. Yep. Went to TR on Friday Went night. to the lake or something, didn't you? Uh, they had, uh, they put new dirt on the racetrack over at Gaffney. They kind of let us have Saturday off, so hopefully they got all that racetrack straightened out for this week for tonight's show, and it'll be a whole new racetrack. And it's going to be a beautiful night for it, and I tell you what. I don't know if anybody peeked up in the sky last night, but there is a full moon. We don't look good at dirt track. Well, I I remember a full moon one time for the all-star race at Charlotte that turned out to be one of the wildest, probably the signature one, except for maybe the pass in the grass that when Earnhardt and uh, Kyle Busch and Davey Allison all got into it, and that was a heck of a race, and that was a full moon that night. Yep. But, uh, sometimes they say that moon has a gravitational pull on our driver's brains. So I just say they got lack of oxygen. <laughs> well, that might no. have been the problem. No, no, Alan. You know that wouldn't have no effect on it. <laughs> has a lot of effect on it for some reason. Alan, you got us a guest this week? I uh, got, uh, got my brother going to come on here at 1020 today. He's been uh, racing all his life. I don't even know if he's had a regular job or what I call a regular job, but he gets a check for working on race cars, you know. We're talking about Mike Hill, and I've been wanting Alan since I first made the connection a couple of months ago that Alan Hill and Mike Hill were brothers, and Mike Hill was involved with Junior Johnson all those years and is now involved with the uh, IMSA WeatherTech Series with the Cadillac, two Cadillac teams. And, uh, I mean, they're winners. They've won half the races so far, and, and they run again June the 1st, and Mike's going to tell us all about that and, and some good history. Yep. Yeah, he's got he's got a good bit of history on us. Well, one thing about it, Alan's in the garage there. I mean, excuse me, Mike. But he, how many championships did they win with Junior? About three or four. And uh, Mike had a whole lot to do with that. Yeah, a bunch. And uh, like I say, I just, I'm that he's still racing cars and uh, that sort of stuff, but. He's one of the people that, that helped make the sport, no doubt about it. Well, we look forward to talking to him, and we've got a a lot going on at Charlotte, of course, tonight. And we've got a lot going on at Indianapolis today and tomorrow. And they ran the trucks last night. We might as well get this out of the way real quick, because I'm not going to spend any more time on it, and I have to. Um, they ran the... Uh, North Carolina Education Lottery 200 last night, or otherwise known as the Kyle Bush Benefit Race. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, <laughs> he didn't disappoint anybody. They've had, um, what, about five races this year uh, or eight races this year. And I, I think I heard them say, now I don't know if this is correct, but I think he's done. He's won five of them. And I don't know if he only got to run in five, but he won five. And last night was the fifth. So uh, Cal, Rowdy, Rowdy Burns can hang the number 51 truck up and put somebody else in it. Um, he beat Brendan Poole, Brendan Poole, who was second. Stuart Friesen was third. Ben Rhodes, fourth. And Matt Crafton, fifth. I watched a little bit of it. Um, not much. Kyle Bush won the second segment, and it was pretty obvious that he was going to... To me, it was pretty obvious he was going to win the race. And Actually, I started preparing for the show over by the computer and didn't even watch the last segment, and it turned out like I thought it would. The point standings for the trucks right now are, of course, Kyle Bush isn't eligible, so all those wins uh, just, just beefed up his uh, statistics for all-time NASCAR wins, which everybody knows how I feel about that. And, uh, and lined his pocket and put some more trophies on the shelf. But as far as the point standings go, Grant Enfinger is the points leader. He's got a 15-point lead over Stuart Friesen. Brett Moffitt is third. Ben Rhodes, fourth. Matt Crafton, fifth. Johnny Sauter, sixth. Austin Hill, seventh. Todd Gilliland is eighth. Harrison Burton, Jeff Burton's son, is ninth. And tenth is Sheldon Creed. And... Um, the trucks are off until, well, I'm not sure when they race again. Uh, and we'll find that out next week. They don't run next week, that's for sure. So um, that's all we need to talk about the trucks. They're uh, kind of, you know, if Kyle Busch is in the race, Kyle Busch is probably going to win the race. Uh, it looked like his truck was just superior to all the rest of them out there. I yeah. Mean, he could just go whenever he got ready to go and... It was over. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think that series was really designed for cup drivers anyway. Well, it makes your drivers step up. I mean, that's that's part of it. I mean, you know. You got to have yeah, you, you got, gotta you have, got, have a good driver out there. Yeah, so those you, other guys, that this, this Bush Rick, or not Bush Rick, but it's fancy guys to, to chase for. Yeah, and them boys woke up this morning going, I can get my truck like his. All I got to do is work. Yeah. You know. Well, I, and you know, I, there weren't hardly anybody in the stands, and there wasn't hardly anybody in the stands, which is, you know, those guys do work hard, and and they're laying it on the line to do this, and it's, I think, probably a whole lot more interesting uh, to be a part of it, whereas Cherokee Speedway, that grand's going to be packed tonight, and uh and it's a, it's a different thing when they talk about racing's dying and this and the, the it, that does not take part on the local level. Yeah, well, I got one question about the truck races and and the way Kyle can dominate them. Is it superior driving? Which I you know I know that's part of it, but does he always come down with superior equipment to what the other trucks can afford? Well, I think he's got a little bit of that seat time. You know, I mean, he's got that feel that you know. A lot of times the drivers, you know, he got that feel in his back of his britches. But, you know, I can't say what they say on the radio, but <laughs> <laughs> but he can he can make that car. He he can see in advance what his car is going to, I mean, his truck's going to be like. Yeah. You know, our, our car, Bush car or whatever. You know, and don't get me wrong, he's he's a racer. There's probably an intimidation factor there, too, wouldn't you think, Greg? I mean, yeah, it, it, there he is. And, uh, like I say, uh 
we talked to him a lot back in 211 when he was putting Daddy in the Hall of Fame and Pierce and everything. He doesn't mind a car to be loose. And lots of times that's the best way, and sometimes it isn't. But he uh, he holds for the wheel. I was uh, I mean, he, he he gets the job done. Well, Bud Moore told me more than once that if he had to pick a driver, he'd put Kelly, Kale, Kyle Bush in the car. He'd drive it loose. I'm going to touch on one other thing here real quickly and get this out of the way. It's kind of kind of strange here, I noticed, as far as ARCA goes. Now, they ran at Nashville a couple of weeks ago. Um, but before we have this show next Saturday, they're going to run two races. They're going to run tomorrow at the Sioux Chief Power PEX 200 in Toledo, Ohio. And then next Thursday night, they're in Charlotte, which is... Uh, of course, one of the preliminary races leading up to the 600 and the, and the 300 and everything for the uh, general tire 150. So, ARCA, I don't think they were there last year. They might have been, but I can tell you that they're uh, they're back next week. So, if you're in the Charlotte area or you want to go up and, and see those boys, feel free to do so. And uh, I always try to report on Brad Smith, and they haven't done anything since the last time uh, I did this uh, after the Nashville race, but he's still seventh in points, points, and I, I bring him up because he so he was uh, James Hilton's driver, and, and he got his equipment. I'm sure he probably bought it or, or whatever. Uh, I don't think they gave it to him, but point being, I kind of like to follow Brad Smith, and he's, he's hanging in there pretty good, and I want to also point out that um, Lanny Wilkins does our podcast and our Facebook page. And does a great job. We saw Lanny for a few minutes this morning. And um, appreciate everything he does for us. Uh, Lanny is really one of the unsung heroes. In fact, came out with a pretty dadgum good looking business card for himself. That uh, puts, what's it say? Webmaster Podma- Podcaster. I mean, it's really kind of cool. It, it, it is cool. And, and Lanny is just so good on a computer. And creative, and he's done prototypes for some business cards. We got stuffs coming in, and he'll actually print stuff out as templates. And uh, he, the podcast, and all that stuff, and he he played a very big part on this whole thing. I mean, this, he's just fantastic. Well, we um, uh, have a lot of show for you today. I want to touch a lot on the All-Star Race tomorrow. I want to touch a lot on Indianapolis, which uh, I mean, it's the track record is 237 and a half, which was set, you know, actually 23 years ago by Ari Leindyke in 1996. But they're up to 231. And I think all the, uh, just about everybody, I know I'm looking at the top 30 here. Uh, I mean, the top uh, 12 and everybody's over 230 miles an hour. So, uh, I mean that's just that's exciting to me. Uh, speed is excitement, as far as I'm concerned. And they and don't. They got the bump day. Now they got 68 cars, and they only only 33 going to start that race. Well, I'm going to explain all that in our next segment, uh, or in a later segment. But next, we're going to take a break right now and come back with uh, Mike Hill and find out all about his dealings with Junior Johnson and the IMSA cars and all that stuff. And I can't wait to hear what he has to say. So we're going to come back to the Beacon Driving Studios and Fox Sports Spartanburg. Talk racing with the guys. 
Call the Sign Force hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start your engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I ain't flat tie. I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon with no trim. <laughs> Had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. Hey, flat tie. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Fox Sports 1400 now has an app. Like mozzarella sticks? No, it's an app for your phone. My phone is hungry? Okay, so for the rest of you. Download the Fox Sports 1400 app today with our elite audio text line. Just search Fox Sports 1400 in Google Play or the App Store. Download our app today by searching Fox Sports 1400. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly weekly or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan has an SUV for everyone during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Save in Greer and get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2019 Nissan Armada. Or for 36 months lease, a brand new 2019 Greer Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $189 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Murano with dual zone automatic temperature control for only $269 a month for 36 months during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Going on now at Greer Nissan, where you'll find low prices, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at GreerNissan.com. Pin number K935020, MSRP 66190. Pin number KC715691, selling price 26117, 189 security deposit. Pin number KN106259, selling price 31792, 269 security deposit. Places with 3995 to its site. All prices plus tax, title, taxes. Offers include 399 closing fee with approved credit. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironsburg Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironsburg Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair cut like you like it and in a fun, man-cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironsburg Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors, mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. 
Welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Driving Studios on a beautiful Saturday morning. And I've been wanting to meet this guy for a while now, who's a brother of Mike Hill, uh, brother of Alan Hill, who's a regular on our show here and does such a great job with the local stuff. And uh, Mike, years with Junior Johnson and other NASCAR teams and also with the, the WeatherTech uh, IMSA series right now, Mike Hill. Good morning, Mike. Welcome to Start Your Engines. Got one question for you guys. You keep saying you're at the Beacon Drive-In Theater. Y'all really sitting at the Beacon if you are? Can you order me an outside of Plenty? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we're not actually at the Beacon, but uh, they, uh, they, yeah, they're such good advertisers here, and they, uh, they do so much for the show that we just said, well, let's just be from the Beacon Drive-In Studios. So, uh, but I call, I can call you one in. I don't know if I can go pick it up. Yeah, we'd have to find a way to get it teleported to Rhonda, North Carolina. Is that where you are in Rhonda, North Carolina? Yes, sir. I'm in Ingle Hollow. I bought a farm. Well, Junior sold me a farm right beside the race shops back in '88, uh, '89. He ended up he ended up with his uncle's farm, which joined the race shops and. He knew uh, that he couldn't. They couldn't anyone live there because of all the dinos that we ran down there in the hollow without mufflers on them. Somebody else moved in. It'd be a, it'd be, it'd be a constant problem. So he put me up here. So the dinos run all night. But I just knew as long as the dinos were running, I was going to have a job. <laughs> <laughs> now, what what are the dinos running? Is this to do with the IMSA series? No, that was back in the day, Ron, when Junior was racing. Uh, oh, okay. We had, we had, I don't know, four dinos, four engine dinos down there that, that ran, you know, most of the time. You know, they most of them would run all night. Some of them would anyway. They'd be doing endurance runs and stuff like that and stuff. It shows it's a bunch of work, Mike. And like I say, Mike is from Spartanburg. Yes, sir. And... And Mike has been one of the most important crew members, crew chiefs, car chiefs. And, I mean, he's been there as long as I can remember. And he's from Spartanburg. And he, he had so much to do with the success of Junior Johnson. That, that it's unbelievable. And like I say, he, he's a Spartanburg guy, just like Alan. Mike get the job done. Mike, I pulled you up on the computer last night to familiarize myself. And, you know, the computer leaves a lot out, but it can be very informative. But as far as Mike Hill is concerned it, and uh, and cup racing, it looked like to me that it begins pretty much with uh, Cecil Gordon. Is that correct? Well, yeah. Uh, it really very The very first time I went to a cup race to work, it was with Crawford Clements. I had been hanging around with out there at Crawford's in Fair Forest and because you know with Bud you know Ken Miller wouldn't let me in the door to hang out and then Rossi's you couldn't hang out at Rossi's you couldn't hang out at any of the cup shops except I could hang out at Crawford's because I was free help (laughs) the best kind yeah well and it was just cool you know growing up in Spartanburg you could either be you could go to school, college, and be something, or work in the cotton mills, or work on race cars. And race cars was was the thing down there. So I, I graduated from high school, and I told I told my dad, I said, I'm going to go do this 
cup deal for a year, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to get my education. I'll be somebody. And <clears throat> I went cup racing and never never came back. Well, I did come back one time. Dad called me up and wanted me to come back to Spartanburg and build my dirt car. But, uh, well, you did turn yeah. out to be somebody. Spartanburg, I tried to, tried to stay under the radar there. I don't know where, how you found me on the Internet there. I'm, well, I mean, if you go to the I'm Internet... In if you go to racingreference.info, uh, you've got a whole, uh, you've got all your crew chief stats there. I mean, I've got it in my hand right now from 1975 with Cecil Gordon for a couple of years. And then there's a gap from 1976 until 1993 when uh, you uh, looked like full time with Hut Strickland and some other yeah, names. That was, that was a deal where. Uh, and there was a lot went on there. I didn't really want to be Daryl's crew chief whenever Brewer left. But Junior came down there and told me, says, you're going to be my crew chief. And I said, I don't know. He says, well, we'll let, we'll let Hammond be Daryl's crew chief, and you're going to be my crew chief. He said, I need you to keep them from messing my cars up. I said, okay. So we won the championship in 82. Greg can tell you, I sat up there with the Waldorf Astoria at the head table with Junior and Flossie is is the crew chief on the 11 cars for Junior. Well, a, lot of that gets, a lot of that gets left out, but, you know, it don't bother me. I never was in it for the fame. I was just in it to be racing. As long as, as, long as we was winning, I was happy. Well, I, I can tell you for a fact that we've had already on the show, this, and it's been more than one, um, I know Daryl Darryl, uh, Walter for sure when we had him on the show. He did like the last uh, three or four minutes of his of the segment talking about what a great guy you were and how you never got the credit you deserved and, and what a huge contribution you made to Junior Johnson. And uh, we had to Dar- we had Daryl on, I think, in March. And, um, I mean, he was just overflowing with praise for Mike Hill. You reckon his conscience started bothering him? I- <laughs> <laughs> that might have been what it was. We'll get him back on the phone and find out. But uh, I, I don't know. It, it was just a lot of praise. Somebody else did that, too. Brewer. I can't think of- Tim Brewer said that but we haven't had him on the show. It was somebody on the show was talking about what a great job Mike Hill did. Um, it could have been Nelson Crozier. I, I don't know. Nelson did. Yeah. If he's in the garage there them years, you know yeah, Mike Nelson, Hill. Nelson, Nelson's my buddy. Well, we Nelson has... We called, we called him Radar back in the day. <laughs> Nelson has the 20-minute segment after your 20 minutes is up, so he'll probably be calling in on hold for a few minutes. And he listens to the show, so uh, Nelson's... Uh, He's a smart man. Yeah, he's the smartest man we know, isn't he, Ronnie? Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, so it looks like after uh, Junior Johnson, uh, I mean, some other names I see here are Greg Sachs and Elton Sawyer, Todd Bodine, and David Green. Uh, so after, well, let me back up a little bit. With Junior Johnson, you had a big year. Of course, you just talked about with Darrell Walter, but you had a real big year with uh, Jimmy Spencer. Winning uh, Daytona at the, on the Fourth of July and Talladega, and that had to be pretty exciting. And tell me about those cars. I mean, I've always heard some there was some uh, some, some yeah some hijinks going on with those cars. Is that true or not? Gosh, no. Now you know we could we would not do anything. Really. You know that we were honest. Well, we uh, we just had a sharp car. We had been. We we had spent more time at the at the Lockheed Wind Tunnel with that car than we had spent with it at the shop, to tell you the truth. And we got that thing so slick, I'm telling you. 
And there was some other things we were doing. It wasn't illegal at all. What we were doing is just that they didn't see it. If you see that picture of us coming to the checkered flag for the firecracker race, you look at the right side of the car, and I got a Nacaduck. Well, the Nacaduck's hanging out the out the rear opera window of that thing. We were sucking air out from underneath the car before they made it illegal. And if you look, and everybody says, well, that car was illegal. That car was illegal. I asked myself, my car was illegal. What in the heck was that Yates car? You know, he was... <laughs> He hounded this right all the way to the checkered flag. But, uh, <clears throat> of course, you know, Greg, tell you, we, anytime we could get away with anything, we could get, we, we tried. I mean, you'd be a fool not to because everybody in that garage area was trying to do something to get right. an edge. And, uh, that was a good looking car, too. Uh, red, I think my must looks like about the color of that Mustang I bought out there with those yellow 27s on it and McDonald's. That was a, yeah. that was a sharp looking car. And the thing beautiful, is, it's a car. It, it that car run good, and what Mike's saying, we always worked, and Junior was just like we were. You worked in the gray area, and as long as you was in the gray area, and you got through pre-inspection, post-inspection, that I mean that that was it. All of us was trying to lean on it. Uh, Jimmy Spencer's car was probably more legal than ours, but they outrun us. So. <laughs> So maybe they run their dinos more than, than we did. Or well, they ran them all night, from what he said. Yeah. Well, it was for a fact that Spencer wasn't going to lift. You know, y'all know that. Oh Lord. <laughs> he, he was Mr. Excitement. It. He was going to drive it wide open. I remember coming to that last uh, segment there for the four hundred. I was talking to him on the radio, and I was asking him. I said, "Jimmy, can you can you hold this car wide open?" And he said, "Mike, he said it's a little tough to hold it wide open." I said, "Well, you're going to have to bring it to me." And he come down pit road, and I put about five more degrees of rear angle in the blade. He went back out there. He said, I can hold it wide open now. I said, all right, buddy, win the race. And he did. And he did. And he did. Uh, Alan, what were you... Uh you weren't exactly talking to me, but you were... I must have been talking to Greg, but you were talking about the uh, the all-star race. And when the engine blew coming across the finish line, which is very famous. I remember that. Isn't that when Junior said it was only supposed to run 20 laps or something like that? And... Yep. Y'all, uh, y'all, y'all gonna start this? This comes up every year for the All Star. You know. Well, we've never had you on the show before, so we I got to bring yeah, it I know. up. Uh, what I'm saying <laughs> is this, this question about whether Daryl clutched it or not. Everybody said, "Oh yeah, he clutched it." And I, I keep telling him, I said, "No, <clears throat> if he'd have clutched it, he wouldn't have come out the window waving at the crowd." <clears throat> and the engine is down in Mooresville in a museum that Mr. Beam owns, and I tell people, that, you know, y'all can go down there and measure it. I I was able to turn the crank after we pulled the heads. We won the race, and all the cars get tore down after the all-star race. I pulled the cylinder head and turned it over, both cylinder heads, for them to measure all the cylinders except for the one that was missing. So that everything you hear, people like to, I don't know, make it a legend that, Daryl clutched it, and I said, well, if he clutched it, the engine's not going to disappear. It's going to still be there, you know. <laughs> it's going to it's gonna be enough of it for them to check the stroke and check the board. And, and it was legal. You know, Junior, Junior, gosh, man, he would scare the heck out of me putting timing in a car. I mean, I told him whenever Junior did put the timing there at the end, I told him, I said, said y'all need to just get back. This thing's going to blow up <laughs> off the pit road. And I'm telling you, he is the luckiest man I had ever been around in my life. His 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 stuff 
would stay together. And then we'd get the money and they'd blow up. It's, that's just the way it was. I can only I can only remember one time we, we didn't make it back to the checkered flag that blew up at Darlington one time after we took the white flag. But uh, he run him on the edge. He wasn't scared at all with his engine, that's for sure. Well, that's why this is called the legend segment because you you are a legend, and that's a legendary uh, incident in the in the history of the All Star Race, and it probably always will come up the day of the All Star Race or the night of the All Star Race, and that's a it's a great story. And I I was looking at it when it happened. Well, he what like, like Mike said, it, the the engine measured legal. That everybody thought well, it was a big motor, and Daryl clutched it and everything. Well, for one thing. That's wasting parts, and back then, parts and pieces and stuff cost Junior Johnson. That's like it did me and Bud Moore and everything else. But that motor was not big, and it was just as legal as anybody else's, but it makes for a good story. It is a good story. And and, and it is interesting, and they always bring it up at the All-Star Race. But there was one thing fair and square. If it had been big, that engine that they called us with in '89 down there at the All Star Race, we'd have been we'd have been suspended back then too. You know that 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 race that Junior we got caught with a big engine was was another story that all the cars that run the All Star Race get tore down post race, and so they you know you you know you, you can't get by with anything, and so we was down there. Sterling Marlin was our teammate. And he was running in the Winston Open race. And the, and the guy building the engine for that car built the customer motors. And he'd been wanting to be the chief engine builder for the 11 car. And he had built one for Sterling in the Open race that was big. Well, Sterling come down there. We, we was in the All-Star garage. Sterling came down there, and I heard him talking to Junior. And he was talking about how good that motor run. Junior looked at me, he says, go up there and take that motor out of Sterling's car and bring it down here and put it in an 11 car. We're going to win this all-star race. So I did. I went up there and told guys, I said, I got to have that engine. Got it out of the 22 car, brought it down there and put it in the 11 car, and the engine builder never said a word and let us get hung out to dry with a, with a big motor. I was turning the crank over on that one, too, and I heard Art Krebs, who was checking the bore and the stroke, he was calling the numbers out to Tim Earp, who worked in NASCAR. They're both inspectors. And he was calling out numbers that I I, I wasn't accustomed to hearing. You know? <laughs> and, I, and I turned and I looked at, at Tim, he was a calculator, and he gave me this deal like it's big. And I, I said, no, it can't be. You know, what in the heck are we doing? And first off, we didn't win the race, you know. And uh, so that that was how we got caught with a big engine. That, that's what Brewer and Junior and the car number 11 got suspended for. I went back down there the next weekend to run the 600. I had 31 on the car. Junior told me, he says, you need to get this Budweiser car in the, in the in these races because we won't get paid. And I had 35 families there at Junior's. We had 35 employees total. And he says, we need to keep getting paid. And I said, yes, sir. So we put 31 on it and went back down there. I got there and we sent the car out to go practice, and it got immediately sent back to me. I got called to the NASCAR hauler. They told me that 31, I couldn't use 31. I said, okay, give me a number. They said, you're going to have to talk to Mr. France. And so we got Mr. France and 
I had a little sit down with him, and he kept asking me questions about, like, is there a number 11 on your truck, on your transporter? Is there a number 11 on your toolbox? And I said, no, sir, no, there's no, no number 11. And so I think they were trying to stall me enough that we wouldn't want to get enough time to get in the race, but they finally told me that I told them, I said, I need a number, and they said, we're going to give you number 97. So I took a roll of white duct tape and run down there, put 97 on it, sent it out, and we made the race. We didn't. We never missed a paycheck because of it, but people don't understand how close we come. All the guys that work for Junior Johnson don't know how close we come to not getting paid for those races that we was going to have to set out. But it's one of those times I don't want to ever do again. It's probably the roughest time I've ever had in racing when you have people sticking microphones up in your face and, and TV cameras wanting to know. They're cheating, and, you know, it was tough. It was just a tough deal, but we lived through it. What a great story. I never heard that before. Well, if, if I can comment for a second on it, Junior done a bunch of motors. We we were doing customer motors, too, at that time. And basically what it was, and it just took a little bit. It, uh, anyway, the, 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 stroke, the stroke and everything got mixed up. It was complete accidental, and it wasn't very much, but it was enough to where NASCAR just about wanted to crucify him, and it was a it was a mistake that it could easily have been made, and it wasn't but a couple of cubic inches. There's a bit difference in the stroke. But before we have to get away here, uh, we haven't even gotten anywhere near touching on the IMSA. What you're doing now with the two teams, and we we're following that every week and talking about it on our show with the. Uh, with the two Cadillacs, give us. Uh, we got about two minutes left. What can you tell us? Uh, wh- what's your job with the with those Cadillac teams? And uh, I mean, y'all are just doing great. You've won half the races. Yeah, we we, we should have won Daytona. Yeah, yeah. They wanted they wanted Fernando to, to, to win that one. They just left us out there long enough to spend, but we still finished second. We won only one season. We won Long Beach. But how I got this job was is back when I needed a driver and Elton Sawyer came and drove my cup car for me and I'm indebted to Elton so I get a phone call and it was Elton he said I need you to come down here to Denver North Carolina I need you to help me and I went down there to Denver and he said I asked him I said what you need and he said I need you to take over the shop be the shop foreman and build the sub-assembly manager where I build the transmissions and the brakes and the suspension and all that stuff for these two cars I looked down at two cars and I told Elton, I said, Elton, I can't, I can't do that. He says, why? why? I said, Elton, I said, I've never worked on a race car with an engine in the trunk before. I said, I don't think I can do that. (laughs) And Elton laughed. He says, I know you can. And so I felt indebted. I'll always be indebted to Elton for coming and, and basically saving me and my race team back when Junior retired. Or not retired, but he, he told me to take that 27 car and, and go see what I could do with it. Well, Elton stepped up, and we had it going on with Elton. But uh, that's how I ended up at Action. It's been he, Elton told me, he says, you're going to like this race. And he says, it's about like NASCAR was back in the 70s. And sure enough, it was, it was, there was no, you know, we went in there and, and it was laid back, easy going, and all we did was to start winning everything was we got the pit crew beating, we got our crew beating everybody off the pit road and got the cars staying together and 
we get our we get our engines from uh, Childers. We run ECR engines, and they built pretty good pretty good horsepower. We won. We had they was at the end of last year. They had uh, there was ten championships. If you run the, the endurance championship and the overall championship, they had been ten championships that we could have won, and we we won nine out of the ten. Mike, uh, I tell you, 20 minutes is nearly enough time to have you on this show. And uh, we thank you so much for coming on. And we're up against a break right now. I know you don't have another race, uh, according to the schedule I'm looking at, until June 1st when uh, you uh, are at Belle Isle up in Detroit. And that's uh, another uh, race where you're also there the same weekend as the Indy cars. Will you please come back on in a in a few weeks or so and uh, so we can talk more about the, the EMSA stuff? Because that's... I mean, you're kicking butt there, and uh, and it, it, it's something that we're very proud of you and Spartanburg having a a guy that's uh, excelling because you know we we used to have everybody, and uh, now you got to sort of look kind of hard for them. And we got Mike Hill and the Clementses, and we certainly want to keep everybody's mind on you and, and tell them more about your teams. Well, you got those Moors down there. Bud Moore was my hero back in the day. Well. Bud and Greg and, and uh, that whole bunch down there, and Jerry Mason, Raymond Kelly, and all them boys were good. They're a great bunch of guys down there. Yeah, they are, and we uh, we're proud of them. Thank we're, you. We're proud of you, and appreciate Mike uh, you coming on the show. And uh, we got your brother on here every week, keeping us straight on the uh, the dirt situation. So uh, thank you for coming on, and um, we'll talk to you later. All right, guys. Thank you for having me. All Thank right. you, Mike. Thank you very much. And that's Mike Hill. And I tell you what, what a great interview. It's unreal. Yep. They're all good. You did a good job. Whoever was responsible for that, I guess we'll take some of the heat off of uh, Greg and say, you got us this one, Alan. That was that was fantastic. We I want him back. That's, uh, that's That was not enough. So, oh, that uh, don't even scratch the surface. No. Well, I mean, he did real good with because we got the All-Star race tonight. But, you know, we need to talk about what's going on on a weekly basis. And like I said, they've won half the races so far. Two out of four should have won Daytona. Well, y'all mostly talked about him being crew chief, but he enjoyed mostly rear tire changers. Well, we'll get into that, that too. I mean, that's, that's, that was his, you know, he loved going over the wall. How many rain, pit crew went rains of something about well, we got to take a break right now, Greg, and we'll come back in a few minutes. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Blind in the gap to right center to the track. He's to the wall. Another grand slam home run. Catch the Gamecocks in action on the diamond all season long. Did he catch that ball? He did. Swing and a miss. He got it. Swung on. Line drive. Face hit at the wall. He looks up. It's gone. And you can put spurs on this one. Right here on your home for South Carolina baseball. Spartanburg's home of the Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. 
At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan has an SUV for everyone during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Save in Greer and get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2019 Nissan Armada. Or for 36 months lease, a brand new 2019 Greer Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $189 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Murano with dual zone automatic temperature control for only $269 a month for 36 months during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Going on now at Greer Nissan, where you'll find low prices, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at greernissan.com. Pin number K935020, MSRP 66190. Pin number KC715691, selling price 26117, 189 security deposit. Pin number KN106259, selling price 31792, 269 security deposit. Places with 3995 to its All prices plus tax, title, taxes. Offers include 399 closing fee with approved credit. Summertime is almost here, and that means it's time to get those swimming pools ready for summertime fun. Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney has everything you need to get your pool ready to go. Phillips and Long sells pool chemicals and parts, and they're an Aquabrite chemical supplier. They also sell Aquabot automatic vacuums. Phillips and Long also offers professional pool service. If you are too busy to clean and maintain your pool, they can do it for you. Get your pool summer ready. Call Phillips and Long today at 461-8511, like them on Facebook, or stop by and see them at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Man, this South Carolina heat is no joke. I don't know how you guys deal with this. Pelican Snowball. What is that? Pelican Snowballs has great snowballs and over 100 flavors that are great summertime treat for the whole family, dude. Try one of their signature snowballs like Shark Attack, Rainbow, or my personal favorite, Pretty Princess. Really? That sounds great. Yeah, man, it's got cotton candy flavor in it. The best part is there's a Pelican Snowball location all over our listening area, so there's a Pelican Pelicans near you. Pelican Snowballs bringing you a cup of happiness every time with melt-in-your-mouth snow and a fun, relaxed atmosphere where you will always receive service with a smile. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan has an SUV for everyone during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Save in Greer and get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2019 Nissan Armada. Or for 36 months lease, a brand new 2019 Greer Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $189 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Murano with dual zone automatic temperature control for only $269 a month for 36 months during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Going on now at Greer Nissan, where you'll find low prices, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at greernissan.com. Pin number K935020, MSRP 66190. Pin number KC715691, selling price 26117, $189 security deposit. Pin number KN106259, selling price 31792, $269 security deposit. Places with $3995 to its site. All prices plus tax, title, taxes. Offers include $399 closing fee with approved credit. 
The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. Good morning, Nelson. How are you doing? Oh, Joe, pretty good. Are you at, well, you live in Charlotte, so I guess you are there, aren't you? Right. I haven't headed out to the track yet. This is going to be a long night. I got to, yes, it is. And I got to ask you one question. Did you get all your Paul Bunyan stuff done a couple of weeks ago with the tree that fell and and, uh, the damage? Pretty much. We still had a sidewalk we're uh, we're dealing with. I don't know whether we're responsible or the Duke Power is responsible. Yeah, well. Good luck with that, with Duke Power. They'll uh, don't complain. They'll raise your rates. And you'll be the only one on the block paying double. Uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Nelson, one thing I, I I know we got the All Star race tonight, of course, and I and I'm going to get into the time trials and all of that where they qualified last night. But it was just a little bit much for me to try to absorb this morning, and uh, and I know you could do it anyway. So I know there's a lot of rule changes as far as. The cars, not so much the format, but and I can handle that. But with the cars and the, the ducks and uh, and all this stuff that's going on, tell us tell us about what they've done to the cars because I know there's a lot of I think a lot of experimentation going on. Uh, yes, uh, typically uh, they use uh, the All Star Race as a test session for the next year rules. So uh, they've changed the front splitter, uh, put a little bit of an air gap into it. Uh, so it's not as sensitive to the track. Uh, but the big thing is uh, they dust the air, you know, into the radiator, and then they have two big uh, six-inch uh, or thereabouts uh, ducks that duck up into the uh, front part of the hood, and they duck the uh, warm air out. Personally, I don't think it's the best idea because if you put a thermal camera on it, that's not where the hottest air is. Uh, the air stagnates, uh, you know, further back, you know, depending on the uh, aerodynamics under the hood. But typically, it stagnates back to the rear part of the engine compartment, and that's where they need to project uh, the air from. But you know, it's their idea, so let them go with it. Okay. Well, you know, that's uh, now. Will they determine whether or not if this was successful to incorporate it? Uh, you know, like maybe for Daytona or later on in the season, or, or is this just uh, just a fact-finding thing? Well, uh, the intent is to use it for next year, but you know they'll have to see how it works. And you know, if they really like the way it works, that's not to say that they would not incorporate it for later in the year. Yeah, and that's what I'm, I know exactly what you're saying. And one of the things, uh, it's not a point phrase. It's the perfect time for them to throw something in there just a little bit, and that's what they do. So it's a non-point race. It's just, so it makes sense. Let's just see if it works. Well, a lot of the stuff they tried last year, they incorporated into this year's rules. And, uh, you know, all in all, I think they're making uh, you know, forward progress. Yeah, exactly. Well, Nelson, you've... Uh You've been there and seen a lot of these races, and the change, the format, it seems like every year, 
which kind of aggravates me a little bit because there's, you know, I know they're trying to do it for the fans and they have the, uh, the, the different ways they've tried it over the years. But, you know, to me, I mean, there's no consistency to it. And you really, you know, maybe they like it that way. But I just always had a gripe that it's, you know, I thought they've had some really cool formats from time to time. And they've done weird stuff like uh, have a fan vote where they should invert the field and all sorts of stuff. Uh, so this year, it's um, it's pretty it's pretty straightforward. It's uh, stage one is 20 laps. Stage two is 20 laps. And stage three is 10 laps. Now, that's for the open. Um, and then they're going to, I guess, take the winner of that and, and also have a vote from the fans for somebody else to get in? Is that the way that works? Uh, that's correct. So it's not so after the open that we'll know what the starting field is going to be. And they've got these same uh, modifications to the cars, obviously, in the open as, as they will in the all-star race. Right. Now, one thing you haven't mentioned, on, you know, the paper rules have changed slightly. Uh, they don't get the uh, impact wrenches, you know, so they're on pit road and, you know, or sets go over the wall. So, uh, you know, nobody's, you know, got a gun that they're uh, comfortable with. It's a new deal there. Uh, no one's allowed over pit wall until the car is at a stop in the pit stall. So uh, that's why you see a lot of the teams are changing left side tires and they go around to the right side. Well, you know, I noticed that last night in the qualifying for the, the all-star race and I, you know, I mean, you got to change all four of them anyway. Why is it all of a sudden better to do the left sides first? Because if the right sides are the last ones you changed, you got a couple of guys standing out on the pit road, you know, between the car and the and the guys, you know, other cars going by. Which I mean, that well, seems kind of dangerous no, to me. You don't have any other cars going by. This is strictly qualifying. Well, well, you, okay, you're right about that. But I, I thought. I thought you said they were going to use it for the race itself. No, because during the race, you'll have to fuel the car as well. Right. And you want to fuel the car when you change the left side tires so you can get a little bit more fuel on it. Okay. All right. Well, that makes more sense. Uh, I, I, I misunderstood you then because I, I watched the qualifying last night and it was, you know, the, the guys actually were, some of them were having to scramble out of the way, especially the guy changing the right front. He had to get the heck out of there before that car started rolling. That's it, and I mean, that's a drawback to it, so uh, I think tonight it'll be more back to normal, but, you know, time will tell. Well, anyway, uh, Nelson, it's always, and it, this was just really something funny to say about it, but to change the format a lot of the times, and people said, well, they got to change the uh, they got to change. The, got to go back as far as they can to make sure Richard Petty's in the race. Uh, they change, you know, what I'm saying the criteria to qualify to be in the thing, and that really wasn't right. But but they they just mix it up and try different things. And if it works good and the fans like it, that's good. If they don't like it, they do something else. Well, that's it. I mean, it's a test session for NASCAR. Uh, you know, uh, in officiating, uh, and you're coming up with new rules for next year. So, you know, it's a good uh, you know, place to try it since no points are on the line. And we don't have to uh, pick any winners this week because uh, we didn't, uh, nobody picked Keselowski last week. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know. Me and Nelson used to fight over him, and now neither one of us pick him any wins. But um, the last uh, 
the race at Kansas. What did you think of that quickly? What was your impressions there? Well, no, I thought it was a pretty good race. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. I still think they've got to get the uh, officiating the tower scored away. Right. Nelson, how is uh, the full moon going to play into this thing tonight? <laughs> Normally, when you have uh, <laughs> the all-star race, you have a full moon, and uh, you know, the wolves are howling. Yeah, well, I, I I just I was talking to him earlier, you know, reminiscing about about back when uh, Kyle Petty and Dale Earnhardt and Davey Allison all uh, got into it under the full moon, which uh, might be my favorite all star race of all time. Well, you never know. Uh, you know, you're about to see a pretty good one tonight. Uh, you know, with with Hemrick, uh, you know, starting. Uh, the open on the pole, uh, and then you go to the uh, your lineup so far, uh, you know, uh, for the big race, uh, it's going to be interesting. A lot of uh, lesser experienced cars are going to be up front. Well, I know they've uh, they've got a history of tearing up a bunch of cars, and as far as that race goes, uh, Clint Boyer did win the pole with that and I do kind of like them, kind of like to watch them come down that pit road at full speed because uh, they're not used to doing it. I mean, uh, Logano went clear through his pit. I think he was the first one out. And uh, he, um, you know, it's just something they're not used to doing. And it used to be, uh, of course, it was very dangerous. And some people got hurt. We had Don Miller on last week, and, and he got hurt bad on pit road. But, you know, it was exciting to see him come in at about a 100 miles an hour or better. Well, no, that's coming in at 180 miles an hour. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. No, I was on pit road many a time. Uh, Jerry punched myself at uh, uh, Charles one time, and uh, A.J. Ford had to come back in for a pit stop. And going back out, he was hugging the wall, and he missed Jerry Punch's feet by about six inches. Mm. I also saw AJ a couple of times, sort of doing ole with the official at the end of the pit road with a paddle and a and and a signal him with one particular finger. But Nelson, we're thirty seconds from a hard break. You have a good time out there tonight, and uh, we'll be talking to you next week for the biggest weekend in racing. You got it. All right, that's Nelson Crozier, and I tell you what, Nelson has a. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Ronnie? He's the smartest man I know. And he proved it again when he started talking about the heat cameras and all this stuff and the, the heat at the back of the engine. So, anyway, we're going to take a break right now, and we're going to come back with uh, the second hour of the show. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. We are Your home for Presbyterian College Blue Host football is Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Thanks for the Memories. 
Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan has an SUV for everyone during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Save in Greer and get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2019 Nissan Armada. Or for 36 months lease, a brand new 2019 Greer Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $189 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Murano with dual zone automatic temperature control for only $269 a month for 36 months during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Going on now at Greer Nissan, where you'll find low prices, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at greernissan.com. VIN number K93502 and MSRP 66190. VIN number KC715691. Selling price 26117. 189 security deposit. VIN number KN106259. Selling price 31792. 269 security deposit. Places with 3995 to its All prices plus tax, title, taxes. Offers include 399 closing fee with approved credit. Speedy Lube in Edmond says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Live from the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your rhythm. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back for the action-packed second hour of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 1400 AM, 98.3 FM, uh, and on the internet with our, I think we've got an app. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, I mean, if, 
if you can't hear us, you don't want to hear us. I'll put it to you that way. And we have Alan Hill going to come up at 20 after and do his thing on the, uh, tell us what's, what's going on locally. I wanted to touch for a few minutes. You got something to say, Ronnie? Oh, just... no, I was just going to say, you're talking about the app. You can get us on the TuneIn app, or there is a Fox Sports 1400 app. Right. That's dedicated to the station. Which I don't have either one on my phone, but... Uh, uh, oh, I listen to but I'm doing the, tune in a lot. I listen to the podcast. I mean, I've been listening to our shows within a, a usually on Saturday or Sunday afternoon. You know, sitting out in the sun or after because I, I refuse to work on Sunday, so uh, it's a good time for me to listen to the podcast. Let me touch on a few things here. Um, as far as Xfinity, they will be running next Saturday. They're not running this weekend. Uh, Jeremy Clements is uh, our boy, our man in, from Spartanburg. He is sitting 17th in the standings. He is eight points out of 16th behind Garrett Smithley, which is where you want to be in that top 16 to make the to make the, um, the the cut there at the end of the year for the playoffs. For the playoffs, uh, as far as the cup goes, I touched on that just now. They had to, with at, with uh, Nelson. They had the Digital Alley 400 last weekend in Kansas. And as Nelson said, it was a pretty good race. And dead gummit, Ronnie, number 88, was second for the third week for in the a row. Third, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you now, I'm going to stick with him because he, he's got to be due. Well, he is due. And even uh, even in Victory Lane, Keselowski said that guy's going to win a race pretty soon. Yeah. Um, and he had that one won, I thought. Had he not ran into, run into the uh, lap traffic, Yep, I, think, I believe he could have stayed out in front. I think it was absolute inexperience that got him there. But one, once he had to back out of it, Keselowski was too good to, to do that with. Yeah, and of course, none of us had, had enough brains to pick Keselowski. I don't know how much longer I'm going to let that happen, but my guy Chase was fourth. Your top uh, your top five last week were, uh, I'll go further than that, Brad Keselowski won the race. Alex Bowman was second. Eric Jones, third, driving for Gibbs. Fourth was Chase Elliott, my pick. Clint Boyer's going to win a, a win pretty soon. Uh, he was fifth. Jimmy Johnson, he's hanging around, not doing that bad. Sixth. Jimmy's had kind of a resurgence this this year. Well, you know, he's got a new crew chief and everything, and Jimmy's uh, Jimmy wants to win bad. Ever, uh, ever since he won that race at the Clash, well, there's no doubt he's a good driver. Well, the, yeah, he didn't forget how to drive. He's a great driver. He didn't forget how to drive. Well, he was sixth. Kurt Busch was seventh. Kyle Larson, eighth. Tyler Reddick was ninth in the 31 car. And I'd even forgotten he was driving the other children's car. And uh, Chris Boucher, in the car I like, that number 37 was tenth. So uh, the cup points shake out right now with... Um, Kyle Busch is the points leader. These are the playoff standings. They have a point standings and a playoff standings, which is a little confusing. So let's go with the playoff standings. Kyle Busch is leading that with a healthy lead over Brad Keselowski. Now, this is the one that counts the wins and all the the, the stage. Yeah, stage wins, stage where you wins, place, right. any points you can pick up. That's right. Denny Hamlin's third. Martin Truex is fourth. Joey Logano is fifth. Chase Elliott is sixth, and this is where you want to be in the top 16. Uh, seventh at this point is Kevin Harvick. Kurt Busch is eighth. Boyer, ninth. Blaney is tenth. Let's give all of them. Uh, Eric Almarola is 11th. Alex Bowman is 12th, and he's moving up. Daniel Suarez, 13th. Eric Jones, 14th. Kyle uh, Larson, 15th. And Jimmy Johnson slips in there now at 16th. 
So that's how the that's how the cup guys are looking. And well, Jimmy may be positioning himself to make a move in the second half of the season. Do you remember last year at that wacky road course they ran at Charlotte? If he didn't do that bonsai charge, he would have made the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, he was in it last year, but he went crazy <laughs> right there trying to dive bomb the last turn. <laughs> Break figure. <laughs> Break or brain? Both. Both, both of them start with B. <laughs> It was, it was that nut behind the steering wheel. It was loose. Now, I want to touch on something here for a few minutes. And I mean, I'm just a huge Indianapolis fan. So what they're going to do today. Well, no, I was just going to say that I'm not a huge Indy fan, but I find this very interesting. All right. This is what they're going to do today. And now, NBC, of course, has taken over. And they've got this thing called NBC Gold, which is carrying a lot of this stuff. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. But that's a $40 subscription that you listen to all IndyCar stuff all year. So, but today, starting at noon, they're going to qualify every car there. Now, Greg said just now there were 68 cars, which is true. But there's only 36 drivers. And a lot of these guys have what's called the T car, which is a backup car. And um, and so, you know, if, if, if Simon Pagino qualifies his regular Penske ride, well, they'll pull the T car out of the line. Right. If he wrecks his primary ride, the T car will be his next shot at trying to get in the race. So um, that's why there's 68 cars there. And what has historically happened in the past, if um, everybody gets in the field and it's getting late in the day, now it's going to change after uh, because of what I'm going to tell you in a minute. But if you got a driver walking around in the garage area with his helmet bag in his hand, and uh, AJ Foyt is notorious for pulling out one of his T-cars and putting somebody in the old days like George Snyder or, or somebody in the car that's a good driver and a good friend and, and needs a paycheck. Yeah. So whether that's going to happen this year or not, I don't know. And listen, one difference that that we're used to in NASCAR, if you wreck your car in, in qualifying, you pull out your backup car and start the back of the field. But in this situation, you pull out your backup car and qualify. And qualify. So, well, and, and that... That scenario could happen anyway because of what I'm getting ready to tell you. So here we go. This is on NBC Gold starting at noon today, which I will not be watching because I don't have it. But they're going to qualify all the cars. And I've got to qualify. Maybe they'll have it at Applebee's. Well, they, well, they might. They've, uh, but the, the, the quali- I've got the qualifying order here and everything. Derek Daly's first. And I won't go through all of that. But the point is... Um, they're going to qualify everybody today, starting at noon. What they're going to do, and this is on NBC tomorrow. It might be NBCSN. The big stuff is on NBC, like running for the poll. But starting at noon tomorrow, they're going to qualify for the back row. What they're going to do is they're going to qualify everybody today. Then they're going to have a practice session uh, for like from 5 till 6, which... I think that is that is televised on NBCSN. Then tomorrow at noon, they're going to have, instead of the old traditional bumping the way they used to do it, they're going to just qualify everybody um, for the last row, the, the slowest qualifiers. Right. And there's right now, as it sits, they got six guys going for three spots. Right. So it's, it's, it's a little twist on what they've done historically since 1911. They've changed it a lot of times. And then, after that's over with, when they have determined the back row, 
they're going to take the nine fastest qualifiers. Now, you've got to remember, they line up three abreast at Indianapolis. So the back row is positions 31, 32, and 33. After they've determined those, they're going to qualify the front three rows, and this is where the pole position will come in. And uh, the pole run will be between just nine guys, the fastest nine, as opposed to the slowest six or whatever that went for the back row. And that's where they're going to determine the pole position. So the pole position, all that action will be starting at noon tomorrow, and I believe that's on NBC. And I've got all that here someplace. But this is something else I want to touch on here, is these speeds. I've got all pretty impressed. I've got all 41 speeds here. And uh, what's the slowest one? Well, the slowest one, you know, actually, he's got like three of the four slowest speeds. Uh, James Hinchcliffe has got like three, four different cars he's tried to qualify. And if you remember, Hinchcliffe didn't make it last year. Right. He got bumped and he had to sit the whole year out, you know, with, oh, uh, James Hinchcliffe's doing great, but he didn't qualify for Indy. So, but he's not doing so hot this year either. To answer your question, the slowest time right now is a, a paltry 220 miles an hour. That's the 41st hey, fastest you, time. You get out and walk that one. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty pretty slow. But here's what's impressive. Now, you know, as I said, the track record is uh, 237 and a half. It's like 237.498. That's pretty close to 237. And that was in 1996 with Ari Leyendijk. Um uh, they changed the rules. They changed the cars. They changed a lot of stuff. So that was 23 years ago. Now they've worked their way back up. And they're getting close to that again. Uh, and they've topped 230. The fastest speed right now is Connor Daly, who ran yesterday in warm-ups, they call it, at 231.708. And he uh, actually ran a total of 344 laps in practice so far this month. The race is only twenty-two, uh, only 200 laps long, only. Marco Andretti is, uh, he is second fastest at 230. Now, we got a whole list of cars all the way through the top 12, uh, which is Tony Kanan and A.J. Foyt's car, the top 230. So, uh, I mean, that's flying. Now, does everybody run that many laps when they're, they're, Doing the practice, the 300 and something laps? Don, Connor Daly ran 344. Uh, Marco Andretti is next fastest at 238.51. He did 244 laps. You know, this is uh, since Monday, since they started practicing this month. Uh, that's, that's a lot of laps. Well, the 244 is the most, and he's the fastest, Connor Daly. Uh, Takuma Sato, Sato is, of course, he won it a few years ago, a couple of years ago. He's run 311 laps so far this month, and he ran uh, 237.55. So I won't give all of these times, but the top 14, which is Daly, Andretti, Sato, Spencer Pickett, Hunter Ray, Ed Carpenter, Pagano, Kimball, who, you know, has to give himself the insulin shots during the race, mm-hmm. uh, Joseph Newgarten, Ed Jones, Will Power, and Tony Kanan all top 230 miles an hour. Then you got a huge bunch at 229, and you got some stragglers back there. Now, we've had three pretty decent crashes this year. Nobody hurt, not even a scratch. But that first one with uh, Alonzo, Fernando Alonzo in the McLaren, which is so great to see the orange and blue of McLaren out there again. He was drafting somebody and hit the wall coming off the third turn. 
slid all the way across the grass and the access roads and everything and backed into the inside wall and slid all the way back across the grass and the access access roads and hit the outside wall in turn four. I mean, if he does that in a race, (laughs) he's going to be lucky if he doesn't take out 10 cars. I mean, that was just a lot of sliding and banging, but he's, he walked away. Uh, we had two other cars that got almost upside down, and that was um, yesterday, Kyle Kaiser hit the wall in between the first and second turns, and he got up on his side but didn't go all the way over. And Sage Karam did the same thing on Thursday, hit the wall coming into the backstretch off of turn four, and uh, I mean, off of turn two, and got up on its side, but it settled back down on the wheel so uh i mean it's just you know it's pretty exciting that speed they're not going to take a stage they're not going to stop for a a, you know a a rest break or whatever you want to call it they're going to run 200 laps next sunday as fast as they can and you know to me that's racing i i want to touch on the i didn't even mention this yet the race they had last week at indy on the road course where scott dixon driving for ganassi had the race one. He had an eight-second lead with seven laps to go, but the front end went away, and it started pushing real bad, and he wound up uh, giving up an eight-second lead with seven laps to go to Simon Pagino, who hadn't won since night, since uh, 2017, driving for Penske, which gave Penske a clean sweep of Indy and NASCAR last week. Um, but Pagino made up an eight-second deficit in seven laps and won the race by two seconds. So uh, you talk about a car just going away. One of the main things that I took away from this was that Matthias Least, who was the um, Brazilian that drives for A.J. Foyt, his second car, had a brilliant race from 21st starting position and finished fourth. And actually, boy, it was a a very happy A.J. Foyt sitting there on the box. So A.J.'s in his mid-80s now, and and he's uh, had a rough go with all these bee stings and all the stuff he's been through but old AJ looked pretty happy and he's got to be happy with uh, uh, the way his cars are running Kanan being like the 12th fastest up there right now with uh, uh, over 230 miles an hour I forgot one other guy that crashed this past week was uh, uh, Patrick Patricio Award which is kind of a weird name I'm sorry Patricio I think he is from uh, Spain uh, and and he had a crash, but so anyway, it's real exciting. Tomorrow is going to be. If you want to catch just a, a peek at it, at five o'clock today on, I've got it right here because I just saw it. The um, they're, they're going to do a practice session today, which is kind of risky, but these will be the guys that have already qualified. They're going to let them do a two-hour practice session uh, from um, and recap the qualifying today at five o'clock on NBCSN. And then next Sunday, the, the, the last row qualifying will be on NBC, the big station, um, the mothership as they call it, will be at noon. And then the Fast 9, they call it, will be at 1.15 for the, to set the pole. And then they'll have another practice session after that for all the cars that will be in the 103rd running of the Indianapolis 500, which is kind of a risky thing to do, but they used to just end qualifying and go straight to the, uh, um, not touch them again till carburation day, which they don't have carburetors, but uh, that's a holdover from the old days. But they are, they've got several practice sessions. I got another one on Monday, 
And they got the Carb Day practice on the 24th along with the Pit Stop competition. So there's a lot going on at Indy. I tried to touch on as much of it as I can. I think I covered it all and told you when you could watch it. I'm excited. Uh, we got the race tonight with the uh, All-Stars at Charlotte. So it's uh, with a full moon. So it's going to be a big weekend. But we're going to take a break right now and come back with Alan Hill, who's going to have all the time he needs to tell you what's going on here locally. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. There's no points racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirit's tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirit's carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirit's apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirit's, Reedville Road on Spartanburg's west side, where customer service is the difference. This is the sound a McDonald's bag makes when you grab it. Now that just sounds like a paper bag, but to Nate, it sounds like... Because Nate hooked himself up like a champ. Improved you can save on the delicious food you crave. Wake up to the freshly prepared McChicken Biscuit or the sweet and savory taste of the new Chicken McGriddles. Just $1.59 each. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Man, this South Carolina heat is no joke. I don't know how you guys deal with this. Pelican Snowball. What is that? Pelican Snowballs has great snowballs and over 100 flavors that are great summertime treat for the whole family, dude. Try one of their signature snowballs like Shark Attack, Rainbow, or my personal favorite, Pretty Princess. Really? That sounds great. Yeah, man, it's got cotton candy flavor in it. The best part is there's a Pelican Snowball location all over our listening area, so there's a Pelican's near you. Pelican Snowball's bringing you a cup of happiness every time with melt-in-your-mouth snow and a fun, relaxed atmosphere where you will always receive service with a smile. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I ain't I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon whip, no trim. <laughs> I had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John D. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. Hey, Plantai. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan has an SUV for everyone during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Save in Greer and get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2019 Nissan Armada. Or for 36 months lease, a brand new 2019 Greer Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $189 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Murano with dual zone automatic temperature control for only $269 a month. 
a month for 36 months during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Going on now at Greer Nissan, where you'll find low prices, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at greernissan.com. VIN number K935020, MSRP 661190. VIN number KC715691. Selling price 261718. 189 security deposit. VIN number KN106259. Selling price 317092. 269 security deposit. Places with 3995 to its All prices plus tax title taxes. Offers include $399 closing fee with like to be up a little later than the missus? Yeah, me too. Hey, you love sports and so do we. So much so that we decided to keep it going locally till well past midnight. Stay up late with me, KB, weeknights at 11, only on Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. That is a good one, and we got a hot time in the city, you know. We're supposed to get a little rain, uh, I think, Monday, but it's in the 90s all next week. And, uh, and today. 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 So, uh, all right, Alan, tell us what we need to know. It's great having your brother on, and uh, uh, we really appreciate And I'm dead serious. I want to have him on again because yep. we got. He's got a, We didn't even touch on the, the stuff that's happening now that yep. he's in the middle of. So, uh what you got? All right. Last night at Travelers Rest Speedway, they had a race last night. Uh, here comes the results out. We had Young Guns. First place went to Bailey Lowe in the 727 car. Second place went to Blaze Coggins in the number 77. Uh, third went to Alex Isaac Tolleson in the 49T. Move over here to the Thunder Bombers. Thunder Bombers Futures. That's the Bulls that have not won a race in the future Thunder Bomber division. First place went to Michael Strange. Second place went to Junior Kreisman. Third place went to Jason Saunders. In the Renegade Division, Renegade Division, we had Josh Burgess winning that Renegade Division. I don't know if uh, usually that's a Wally Fowler show there, but I don't know <laughs> if Wally, he's, sometimes he'll start taking off his time of year and go start picking in peaches. Well, good for him. Yep. Thunder Bomber, A-Main. That's the boys that kind of stepped up in that division and doing a good job. First place went to Josh Helms. Second place went to Timmy Smith. Third place went to Chris Jenkins. Okay, front wheel drive. They only had five laps in this division because uh, they was pushed for time last night at TR Speedway. At TR Speedway, they got a curfew over there. They got to be done at a certain time. Five lap main and front wheel drive. First place went to Joe Carwell. Second place went to Danny Tollison. Third place went to Chris Williams. All right. If we move on up the road here to Carolina Speedway, which is up next to Gastonia Speedway, they had a big super late model race over there last night. Uh, first place went to Trent Ivey, who is a local boy down here from Union, South Carolina. His daddy is Petey Ivey, who won a bunch of dirt late model races back in the day. Uh, second place went to a Chris Ferguson. He is a local driver from over here next to Rock Hill, too. Third went to Dennis Franklin. They usually call this boy Rambo Franklin. I don't know why they'd call him Rambo, but <laughs> maybe he's packing some heat. <laughs> uh, he, used to, he used to be a little rough driver back in the day in the four-cylinders, but uh, he's kind of settled down with this super late mall. These super late malls don't take much of a beating anymore, but Dennis Franklin done a good job up there finishing third last night, which he probably wouldn't say that. <laughs> But let's move over here to the Thunder Bomber. Thunder Bomber went to a Steve Green. Pro 4 went to Casey Towell. Super Street went to Luke Edison. 
Sika Modifieds went to Jeff Parsons. Hornets went to a Jonathan Surratt. Okay. Harry Speedway. They'll be running tonight. They'll have their regular programming up there at Harry Speedway. They usually put on a real good show up there at Harry Speedway. Track is super smooth up there. Them boys take good care of you up there. And then we're going to come on down here to Cherokee Speedway. They will be running their regular program here tonight. This is fan appreciation night. They'll be $5 to get in the stands, and it will be in a full moon. That full moon is going to be coming up over in the second turn, <laughs> and uh, it'll be a pretty show over there tonight for $5 just to get in. They'll have uh, regular programs, which is about eight divisions over there. They will have limited sportsmen over there, and... From what I understand, we plan on going over there, even though we've had a rule change here in the middle of the week. They are letting these, uh, it's kind of like a adjustable shot, but not adjustable shock. I remember you talking a little about that last week. Yep. That, y'all had a Thursday meeting or something. Well, they uh, they kind of posted it up here on Thursday that uh, they're going to let these boys come in here. you got a shock. It's got a valve up on the side of it. It's just like a valve stem on a on a tire that you can kind of let the pressure in, let the pressure out, kind of really fine-tune it. But if you get teched, it's supposed to have JB weld over it where you cannot adjust it. So I hadn't kind of figured it out. I said, well, I guess I guess you're supposed to run it with no JB weld on it till you get it where you want it. And then once you get it where you want it, you JB weld it, and hopefully nobody pulls you while you're running it trying to figure it out. But that's... Uh, so, in other words, it doesn't have the JB weld as long as you're trying to figure it out. There you go. and then once, But you better figure it out. But you better figure it out before somebody pulls you. If somebody pulls you on it, you're illegal. All right. But do you have a welder in the pits with you? Yes, sir. I, I, I do have a welder, but I can't. I can't. It's, it's kind of like somebody looked at me and they said, well, we, we've had these sealed shocks that we've been running. Our rule says any steel-bodied non-adjustable shock well the boys that run it the other week over there kind of got pulled on it their right rear shock had that valve stem on it but they said it was not adjustable but when you buy it in the box it has on that box adjustable racing shock (laughs) well you just stick an air hose to it uh not really an air hose it's uh it's a little bit more complicated than that would be (laughs) (laughs) but what it is is when you buy them from the factory we got what to call like a 50-50 shock, which is 50% in, 50% out as far as the, the gas in it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then you go up to a 60-40, 70-30 and stuff like that. Well, when you get to this valve up on the side, you can get down to, let's just say you can get down to 56 to 44. You can really start fine-tuning this shock. Well, let me ask you, I mean, I'm just full of, this is fascinating, but it brings up a lot of, I mean, I hope they're not too stupid. Once you weld this thing up and you come back the next week, it might not work, right? I mean, the track changes and the track changes during the race. I mean, maybe it won't be so hot and then you're stuck with a welded up shock or what? Yes, sir. You welded up that shock or you've got JB weld. It's like I told them, whenever you put JB weld on it, I said, what's enough JB weld? Can I take an ice pick and reach in there and pick it out right fast? Is that uh, is that what you classifying? I mean, you know, we're getting into this... Uh, Kind of like y'all was talking about a little while ago, NASCAR rules and our rules and stuff like that. You just, uh, you, uh, they actually make a plug for that shot that you can actually screw that valve stem out and plug it. But 
in the meantime, you still lose a little bit of your uh, whatever stuff you want to put in it. Well, do you, uh, rather than throwing it in a trash can, can you just put it on the rack and say, well, wait a minute, this one worked pretty good under these conditions. Let's go back to that shock we used on uh, April 9th. Yeah, but what it does is it just runs. Don't get me wrong. These super late mall boys is getting into where they spend in like $16,000 for four shocks. Goodness, a little. <laughs> I mean, for the year or not for the week? No, that's just for this certain race. Oh, God. Then you, but there's, there's our. You got to win to break even. Well, there's our adjustable. I mean, they, yeah. got, they don't get me wrong. At that last, at the last super late model race over here, which I'm going to take you to one of these. I want to go. I want, I, I want to go just for the cookout. Kentsky Shocks has got their own trailer set up with a what we call a shock guru that right. sits in there and. And build shocks for these boys. Now, does does Penske just do that at certain tracks, or do they have them all over the country? This is following the World of Outlaw Tours. Okay. It, this guy is at every one of the races at the World of Outlaw Tours. So he travels with them. He travels with them. Does he wear a turban or something? Uh, he's a... Uh, he said he was the guru. He's a guru. I mean, uh, whenever you get into this shock program, which I, I visited my brother up there whenever he was up in... Uh, Statesville and walked to the shop and them boys is back in NASCAR days they done had four dyno, shock dynos and had torches that would put heat to that shock to where it would get it up to the certain temperature that they was racing at that day and they was working them shocks and stuff like shocks is everybody looks at me they said well shocks shocks means a lot in racing well they got I mean they have these shock experts Yes, sir. I mean, the teams, these mega teams with uh, 300 employees, but they got like uh, uh, one or two shock experts, right? Yep. God. Whereas used to, don't get me wrong, used to, we used to go to the, Greg here, tell you, we used to go to NASCAR race with a dozen springs and sway bars. And now these boys don't even think nothing about springs and sway bars. They just go down to the bump stops and, and they're done with it. And I mean, that's uh, part of it, ain't it, Greg? Yeah, it really is the shock. The shock thing, really, in my opinion, kind of got out of hand because back in the day, with your brother Mike, Bud Moore, and all this stuff, all we knew you had about four shocks to choose from. It's two Munros, a Regal ride per wheel, and we finally got a, a gas shock guy to come by. I'm trying to think what the name it was, and he could adjust, but the shocks mean a ton i mean it just nobody would have dreamed it means that much but it it's unreal and you're talking about jb weld jb weld uh i i i put so much jb weld in cylinder heads and manifolds and everything <laughs> i mean it's it, it's a versatile product the shocks are very important but the jb weld is like uh i mean that's something that comes in a can right uh, it's like you don't don't actually don't actually weld anything, do you? No, it's it's just actually two part epoxy and right. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But you can just actually mix it up. It's kind of like a toothpaste, and you just dab it up over that hole just a little bit, and then they call it non-adjustable. Even though, like I told them, I said you you can take an ice pick, reach in there, and pick it out if I want, you know, if I need to. Well, how just, much? Don't, how much just don't it? cram it down in there, too. There you go. There you go. Perry. See, I'm getting I, the hang I, of it. I, I can make you into a crew member right now. Uh, I'm going to be a shock man. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be shocked at what I can do. But uh, that's uh, that's part of the deal we're going to be racing against. Danny looked at me Thursday night whenever we got that text in from my daughter. She said, look what we're looking forward to. But uh, I told him, I said, well, 
There's a, I heard that there's a fellow over here in Gaffney that's doing a pretty good job with these shocks. Uh, not going to give out his name or stuff, but uh, I told him, I said, well, Danny just said, well, we're just going to go over and just outrun them with, uh, with our regular shots. Just show them it can be done. Now, is this only in like the top level? Was that the late model? I mean, what's the, the top, the level that you run, is this the only place that you run into this or is this on like the, I, I, I don't. <laughs> Forgive me, but I was just, did the Thunder Bombers, are they doing this? And no. the Crate 601s and Thund- all that stuff you, you talk about? Your, your Thunder Bombers got, a, uh, I think it's a $125 shock buy rule. That means that if you want to go spend $400 for a shock and you put it on your right rear, but if somebody, you outrun somebody and they walk up to the tech area after the race and they said, well, here's $125 or $250, I'm going to buy both his rear shocks. They have to take their shocks off and give them to that guy for that money. You have to sell your stuff. You have to sell your stuff, which is, in a way, but let me get the super late mile stuff is starting to work itself down to our divisions now. I mean, that's, uh, we're getting into limited sportsman stuff. Man told me uh, limited sportsman is a dying breed and stuff like that because these guys are spending way too much money on these cars and stuff, but yet we're starting to let these shots come in and. Well, I'm going to, don't get me wrong, next week I'll probably go spend $1,000 for four shocks. Mm, man. I mean, that's, uh, and that's, that's just for four shocks whenever you might want four more different shocks for the left rear for different racetracks. Greg, did y'all have a shock guy? Well, we had a shock dyno. I mean, a, a guy. A, a, we, a we, had, we had an engineer that, that, that Ford provides us with, <laughs> and it had a graph. And we had a shock dyno on the truck. And uh, I was thinking, Bilstein, that, that was the company. Ford got involved in it. It's, it's a German company, and it was a, just an adjustable shock. Mm-hmm. But you only had to put one per wheel. Well, what fascinated me about that was it, look at the weight you saved, you know, where you could put it in, in lead, you know, Ford. And they would adjust, but when you carry it down, and the guy would do it. But when they come out with the Penske shocks, it got so out of hand and so expensive. Uh, I had a guy one time tell me, one, one, an engineer from another team, he said, it's about to get the point, it'll get the point in NASCAR to where you don't need springs, you're going to ride on a shock. Well, that's about what they're doing. They pull it down on bump stops. And uh, I think that's something NASCAR needed to police, well, not to let it get out of hand. What, what we're getting into now is with we putting a high-pressure shock on our left rear, and what it actually does is once it gets off in the corner and then you start unloading over onto the right front, that high-pressure shock will push that weight over to the right front. Right front lets you get around the corner. Then all of a sudden, it'll sit back down on that left rear and gets you back off the corner. This is so complicated. <laughs> That's exactly what... I mean, it... it, it, it not just the cup level, but I mean, it's just as complicated in, on dirty Cherokee well, Speedway. They're going to start laughing whenever I show up to the racetrack and I've got a shock dyno up in my trailer. And I'm sitting up in here on a dirt track with a shock dyno racing for $800. Is there anybody over there right now? Uh, oh, you think they're listening to us? Oh, yeah. I know you got a, you have, I'm going to tell you. You have created a good audience for this, for I had this a boy, show. I, was, I appreciate it, too. I had a boy. I was fixing to mention his name, old Randy. I know Randy. He's listening to me right now. He stopped me this week up at the red light. He said, I'm listening to you every week, Alan. I said, thank you, Randy. <laughs> well, give him a plug. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, these uh, it's just, uh, I ain't going to say it's not getting out of hand, but I just want to 
I just won't keep up. See, and I'm so ignorant about the local stuff and what, and that's why I'm so proud to have, have you on this show because, I mean, I knew it was more complicated than just rolling it up on a trailer and showing up, but dirt is, I mean, this is big time stuff. It's, it's getting there. All right. <laughs> we're going to take our next break and we come back. We're going to have about another 18 minutes to talk about the same thing. Greg, uh, you got a funny story you used, you told in the book, uh, either you or your daddy, I can't remember, about, about Morgan Shepard and the shocks. His special shocks he had one time. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're gonna talk about them when we get when we get back. But you're listening to Start Your Engines from the Beacon Driving Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I ain't plantai. I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon whip, no trim. <laughs> Had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. Hey, plantai. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan has an SUV for everyone during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Save in Greer and get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2019 Nissan Armada. Or for 36 months lease, a brand new 2019 Greer Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $189 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Murano with dual zone automatic temperature control for only $269 a month for 36 months during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Going on now at Greer Nissan, where you'll find low prices, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at GreerNissan.com. VIN number K93502 and MSRP 66190. VIN number KC715691. Selling price 26117. 189 security deposit. VIN number KN106259. Selling price 31792. 269 security deposit. Places with 3995 to its All prices plus tax title taxes. Offers include 399 closing fee with approved credit. Want to find out what's going on on Fox Sports 1400? Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. We have everything you need, including the all-important Listen Lively. Find it all at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Do you feel it? Feel it? 
that is, but uh, let's fade it out and talk some more racing here. Um, I mentioned one thing quickly about Formula One. They had another extremely terrible race last weekend with... Uh, oh, you, well, I've turned it down. I was sorry. <laughs> oh, I didn't turn the music all the way down. I got called out on it. But uh, now the Formula One race last weekend was the same old thing with uh, Valtteri Bottas and Lewis Hamilton qualifying one and two, finishing one and two. Five races, five results uh, with the same team finishing one and two. Um, almost no lead changes. Uh, I don't think there was a lead change. The the pageantry is spectacular. The cars are unbelievable, and the racing sucks. I mean, I, let's let's face it. We did have um, the Haas team with uh, Kevin Magnuson finished, I think, fifth. And I don't have it here. I think I threw it in the garbage a while ago with some other stuff I was done with. And um, Roman Groschan was in was running seventh in the other Haas car. And fooled around and let him run him down. And uh, you don't get points unless you finish in the top ten. So he's still pointless. They they squeezed by him and, and finished 11th. But Grand Prix next week, you know, next week is, is to me, it's Christmas for auto racing. With the World 600, the Indianapolis 500, and the Grand Prix boys are at Monaco. Which is, uh, you know, just like their signature event. And I love Monaco. Uh, going through the tunnel, and uh, we'll have to get back with Nelson again, telling us why there's no downforce in the tunnel and all that stuff I'd never thought of. But so we're we're coming up on the the best time of the year in racing. Not only the whole summer, but boy, does it kick off with Memorial Day. Of course, that's just Memorial Day here in the United States. But with uh, it's just a coincidence that uh, they also the Grand Prix cars run Monaco, which is their signature event. Greg, you got a funny story uh, that you told for one of the books that we wrote. Um, uh, about Morgan Shepard and your daddy and the shock absorbers. I, well, the, see if you can remember that one. This was this was when the shocks had done started getting. We got we got the Penske's and was doing different things to them. Well, anyway, Morgan he he knew his shocks. He understood that. I think this before we even had a shock dyno or something. Well, Morgan was out running real bad uh, in the Bush series and. Uh, Right, part he had to make a shock change on the car, on the cup car. On, uh, uh, well, no, this this was on his on his Bush Grand National. Oh, 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 oh. so and he didn't make the race. Oh yeah, that's right. This is the whole thing. Well, it wasn't called the shocks. He said he missed one of the corners or whatever. But he said that car felt so doggone good. You know, he shouldn't expect it. that. Might have thrown his rhythm off or something, but he didn't make the show. Well, they felt so good. Morgan come over here with four shocks, and I bet they would have worked good. And um, and Daddy, Daddy saw him. He said, "You just missed the race by changing them shocks, and you were about three or four tenths faster than anybody." He said, "Let's just try these." And and anyway, what was funny about it, Morgan was pretty much right about the whole deal, but you don't change it. But and Daddy took him out of the hand and said. And throw them in the trash can. He said, <laughs> "We ain't gonna put them on right now." And uh, but we run good and right. But but it it, it the shot thing is just is such an important deal. But uh, Daddy Morgan got along great. But uh, I just I can Daddy just taking throwing the shots in the trash can. I can just see him taking them out of his hands. Says we're not running these things. And yeah, throwing them and in the trash can. I mean they're good shots. I mean, uh, but Morgan did fool around, missed a corner. 
and didn't make the show because, you know, qualifying was so close. But he did change put those shocks on right before qualifying. But we should have bowled him on everything. But uh, when he missed the race from being three-tenths faster in the field and changed shocks, uh, they just took him. I get he probably uh, four Penske's or something like that. I ain't I don't tell him. I mean, don't get me wrong. We went and got him out, <laughs> <laughs> or Morgan did. But the thing was that was about six thousand dollars worth of shock absorbers even back then. Yeah. But uh, yeah, shocks being a big deal, and I will comment on one thing. Uh, like I say, me and me and Perry went up and. Saw Don Miller, who's Penske's right hand man all this time. And the open wheel stuff, the Grand Prix has got a little bit too much followed later. I mean, it, but the anything, the open wheels actually getting back right. I think this might be the best Indy 500 we've ever seen. And I tell you what, every year, now last year, I mean, it wasn't the best. It wasn't the, it was still better, I thought, than Charlotte, but. Um, I'm talking about two races that are on the same day, but almost every year there for about five or six years in a row, the Indy 500 was the best race of the year. I mean, it was just, it is so fast and it's like, I know I'm overboard with it, but to me, every lap is an event, you know, it's just like every, it's, it's incredible. But I want to get back just for a second with, uh, with Alan. Now I know the last time we talked, um, I guess last weekend, they were putting new dirt down or something, right? I yeah. mean, have they, have they had a chance to run on that yet, or is this going to be a trial and error starting this afternoon? That'll be this. That'll be tonight. We'll we'll start all over tonight, and hopefully, them old boys that's kind of worked on them shocks a little bit. Maybe <laughs> this might kind of throw them off a little bit, where we can come on back in there. Now, this, um, what time are you heading over there? Oh, uh, we'll probably leave the house. Danny Nims at the Lake Greenwood right now. They'll probably leave Greenwood about three thirty, four o'clock. They'll get to my house about five, and we'll leave about five going over there. The gates, uh, they'll have driver. The gates will be open at about five thirty this afternoon. Drivers meeting will be at seven, and then we'll start racing. And like I said, we'll start watching that full moon come up over off the second turn. So your driver right now is lounging around Lake Greenwood. Uh, pretty much. But I'm, that's. But he gets the job done. Well, I mean, that's a great life. That's a good life. That sounds great. Now, what does what does Danny Tesnier do uh, during the week? During the week, he is shop foreman over here at Chevrolet Spartanburg. So cool. He, he uh, that's why a couple of years ago I saw the car there, and I probably met you and didn't even know. I, I mean, I didn't make the connection, and and uh, yeah, I was the. Sitting yep. right out there in the parking lot. Sitting right out in the parking lot. That was Danny. Danny was sitting there behind it. I don't think I was there that day. He, uh, I had a commitment that morning, so he was there that Saturday morning, I think it was. I even asked him if I could get in it, and he said, go ahead. And I said, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to get in there. But now, if he'd let me run it up Asheville Highway, I might have. Well, we'll let you know. <laughs> I'll go get it out right now. Hey, my daddy used to be a city <laughs> cop. He could have got me off the hook for something like that, but I don't think that'll fly anymore. Greg, you, uh... Um, the guy that we had lunch with yesterday, yeah. Jim Thompson, that came up and, and bought us lunch, that was the day I was showing him all around Spartanburg. Yep. That we were going up the Asheville Highway. We'd been to the fairgrounds. I got to tell you about this guy real quickly. But he uh, he loves Greg. He loves the books that I've written in, Greg, in Greg's book. And he's from Chicago. 
And I used to uh, work with his daughter. Anyway, make a long story short, he came to Spartanburg one time. He wanted to meet Greg. He wanted to meet everybody. He went out to the fairgrounds and scooped him up some dirt. I mean, he's a year or two older than me, and I'm 67. He crawled through the hole in the fence, scooped him up some dirt off the backstretch, pulled a board off the track, took it back to Chicago, and hung it up in his man cave and made like a Piedmont Interstate Fairgrounds Memorial with brass plaques and all this stuff. This is just in this guy's basement, his man cave in Chicago. Well, he came through yesterday, and Greg and I went to lunch with him. But this was a couple of years ago, the day we did that, we were going up Asheville Highway, and that's when I said, look over there, Jim. There's a race car sitting at Spartanburg Chevrolet. And we went in there, and that's when I met Danny Tesnier and saw the car. So it's sort of what goes around comes around. But that's uh, that sounds like, I tell you, wherever you plan on going now, is just about everybody running this weekend? Yes, sir. Everybody's going to be running. We got, like I said, Traveler's Rest was on Friday night. Now we go to Saturday. Saturday, we're going to have uh, Harris Speedway. Then we're going to have Cherokee Speedway. Uh, Carolina got to run last night, but now Lawrence, Lawrence will be running tonight down in the lower part of the state here. So uh, you shouldn't have as pretty as this weather is I'm right telling now. you, that's, that was my point. Just go ahead and head, head that way because uh, you don't have a weather concern. Matter of fact, I cut a little bit more air hole up in the front end. I told Danny, I said, you know, as, as cool as this being, I've, I've restricted the air getting to my radiator, but I uh, told him, I said, now see it's starting to get 90 degrees out here. I'm going to start opening up a little bit up on the front end. But kind of like Nelson was talking about these cars, now they got, the, they got the air coming in front of these cars, but just as soon as it goes to the radiator, they got two ducts back there. It brings it right up through the hood, and no air gets back to the motor. So now you got all the heat off your headers and everything else back there. And I did hear a couple of guys talking about their cars were running 10 to 15 degrees warmer than what it has been. And they're only out there running 10 to 15 laps. Mm-hmm. Wait till they get out there for a 60 laps. There you go. Uh, right. And, that, and you're correct. That, and that, that's, that's a bad deal. I just got one quick story. No. Talking about Asheville Highway. Yep. Dr. Bonner, you know, yep. Bill Bonner, one of the best doctors he worked on. Daddy, me, Joe LeJohn Sr. and everything. He was, he liked racing a lot. Well, they got playing with go-karts. And it was on Asheville Highway. And here you got like a, 40-year-old doctor and two of his buddies on go-karts. And I'm about positive, Perry's daddy come by there and saw him. <laughs> and he just stopped and he said, he said, uh, you know, this is Asheville Highway, y'all. I mean, he knowed him <laughs> and said, just don't do nothing crazy or nothing and get these things back to the house <laughs> because there's about six grown men in these go-karts all over the place, but uh, that that was always a pretty good deal. But them in the go karts, and I tell you, Smokey Wood was a good friend to have on the police department. Now, uh, that was my was. that was my daddy, and that was when uh, I could do a whole two hours on uh, being a policeman in Spartanburg in the fifties and sixties. I want to touch right here. We got about three and a half minutes. Um, did you have something else you wanted to say, or you uh, just just uh, we used to have the soapbox derby race right there on Nashville Highway in front of Chevrolet Place. Sure, that, that's right, and that's uh, that was the first year I moved back to Spartanburg, and Bud Moore and Cotton Owens were there, and the and the stroller had a car. Yes. Sure. Um, okay. Also, the late Hilton son. Well, Tweedy won the thing one year. He did in 1970. We he won the race when we did the history of auto racing in Spartanburg County. Tweedy. 
generously donated that car to to display, and we had it there the whole time. And uh, sponsored by Channel Seven WSPA. Okay. Just to touch on this now, I told you about the Indy qualifying today that you'd have to have the NBC Gold Package to see starting at noon. But at 5 o'clock, they will be on the air for a practice session. At 6 o'clock tonight, with a green flag of 618, according to what I'm looking at, is the the Monster Energy Open. It's 50 laps around uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway in stages of 20 laps, 20 laps, and 10 laps. And that is going to uh, that's going to be for all the people that haven't qualified for the All Star race, and I think they take they've had so many different formats, but they probably just take the winner or maybe the first two. I don't know, but you fans vote on another guy, which um, well, I mean, typically it's somebody that uh, is real popular and didn't do worth a darn in the race. Then at 8 o'clock, with a green flag of 8.16, and in between they had these long, drawn-out inter- driver introductions and all this stuff, which is pretty cool. They come out and slap hands and everything. But at 8 o'clock, the Monster Energy All-Star Race, uh, green flag at 8.16, that's 85 laps in stages of 3, 2, uh, I'm sorry, 3, 30, 20, 20, and a final stage of 15 laps. So, uh, I mean, they're going to break it up pretty often just to try to keep them together. Uh, you got 30 seconds, Greg. Anything you want to say? All I can say is Memorial Day weekend, it is the day for racing. And I'm just sick of death. You know, I think NASCAR's trying to do stuff, step up their program. Indy cars have really come back. Uh, they're doing good. So, Formula One, it's got, you know, we love all the racing. We love all of it. We'll talk more about, uh, what's going on next week because Memorial Day does actually have a meeting for all the people that have uh, um, sacrificed their lives for our country. We'll talk about that next week. You got something to close with? Somebody be a million dollars richer than that. that with uh, the winning that all-star race. Full moon ought to make it good. Ronnie, anything? I'm ready to get out of here and go eat lunch. <laughs> okay. All right, then. Well, I tell you what. That was a good show. We loved having Mike Hill on here. Been wanting to have him on. Didn't nearly get to talk to him about as much of the stuff as he wanted to, especially with the the IMSA stuff that he's doing as we speak. I mean, really good racing. Like I said, they've won half the races. So uh, everybody be careful out there. You've got a great night to go see a race. Don't do anything stupid on the highway to get there. And we will come back and talk to you next week and have a huge show to talk about the, uh, all the big goings on for Memorial Day. I tell you what, I say it every year, but for the race fan, it's Christmas. So you guys, uh, see you next week. Be careful and keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We're now on FM. Hear all of our programming at 98.3, Fox Sports 1400, WSPG Spartanburg.